What's the episode? What is the episode? She's looking at episode 4. Script. Okay, cool. There's a script and everything. Yeah, for well, us. Just it's for very us. They're loosey goosey. <laughs> Welcome to season three, episode four of the podcast, where we watch that episode of a television show completely out of context with the rest of the series. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. I'm Lisa. And I'm Adam. We're here today with a very special guest, a playwright, actor, poet, and fellow podcaster. You might recognize her as Ron Stampler in Dungeons and Daddies. Not a BDSM podcast, she recently published a book of her poetry called the Immortal Soul Salvage Yard. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Beth May. Thank you for having me. What Happy a to great be here. intro. Yeah, Adam thank wrote you. that. I did write that. Wow, no, that was that was good, solid copy. Like I, yeah, I thought I was cool for a second. <laughs> hey, that's the <laughs> point. The we fuck? want you to feel cool while you're on our podcast, and then when you're off of it, yeah. you can feel as bad as you as you like. That's how I do it every <laughs> I time. Feel like I, I know this podcast is called season three, episode four, but I feel like I'm on like the season nine of my life. Like it should have been canceled a while ago. <laughs> now. It's just like, <laughs> it's really that's why, that's this why stuff keeps me young. Though. <laughs> that's why we uh, uh, go and back and watch season three, episode four of TV shows that are in their prime or not in their prime, but they're like, Hopefully. they're finding out as the theme of the episode that we watched today is they're finding out who they are. The show finds out who they are. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> this week we watch Bring Crazy it Anatomy. all together. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so good at segues. <laughs> I can write them for days. Uh, yeah, we watched Grace Anatomy this week. One of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. And anyone who listens to the podcast might know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mentioned it. You've watched it before. I've not watched it before. Beth, what are your feelings about oh. Grace Anatomy? I I love it. I I I hate to say this about a show, but I loved it. I yeah. I I still watch it. I'm not always sure why, but yes. it's just like a you know a very formative part of who I was in uh, in middle school and high school <laughs> and college and now. Because you're famously a doctor, years, also right? Wild. I I am a doctor. Okay, so <laughs> um, one of my best friends from high school, Martha. Like she and I both like love Grey's Anatomy, and she actually became a doctor. Wow! And I visited her this summer, and she's like, "Beth, I can't watch Grey's Anatomy anymore." I'm like, "Martha, you can. You just have to turn off the doctor part of your brain. Except <laughs> the it's true. Except the inaccuracies. You just have to go for the love. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's like it's timeless. It, absolutely. <laughs> I, honestly, I was surprised that this show was from. What 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 date? Yeah, what season? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Wild. What? It feels so oh present. It felt so present. Like <laughs> most shows feel really couched in an era, you know. But like, uh, maybe it's because I'm watching Star Trek Voyager right now, and that's very much of an era. <laughs> um, but like this show feels so present and new. Um, and just yeah, like yeah, there are only a couple parts where I'm like, oh, that's not from now. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> yeah. <laughs> What did we, they didn't have any cell phones 
Because in, oh, in the newer seasons, there's like you'll see the text messages pop up oh. sometimes. Oh. On like, the screen? Like Meredith will text Christina. Um, okay. And like you'll see those messages. Yeah. Or other people. Well, they but... have to because she's not on the show anymore. I They're know. like, we have to visually signify her. <laughs> Um, so do you guys normally like talk about like what the synopsis of like? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we've got yes. it. Uh, Grey's Anatomy is an ABC Not to series. Host your podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, you no, take over, Ben. Go for it. What do you think we invited yeah. you here for? <laughs> Uh, the IMDb summary of this show is a drama centered on the personal and professional lives of five surgical interns and their supervisors. This episode is titled "What I Am." It aired October 12th, 2006, and the IMDb summary of it wow. is Meredith becomes a patient, and Derek and Addison are equally angry at Richard for allowing Mark to join the staff. Meanwhile, Izzy receives a visit from Danny's father, and Burke is plagued by doubt over his ability to return to surgery. Beth, why did you pick this show? Well, it's formative. We- oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's formative, and also it's like I I I have a lot of shows that are near and dear to my heart and that I'm absolutely uh, obsessed with. But then, like several of them had already been done <laughs> on your uh, on your podcast. Oh wait, which ones? Lost, um, for sure, huge Lost fan. Um, and then I think I saw. I think I didn't see Next Gen. I thought about doing Next Gen. But then I saw a bunch of other Star Treks and then thought you might want to not do a Star Trek. That's fine. This My brain like short circuited. I thought you were talking about Degrassi for a second. <laughs> I absolutely would have loved to do Degrassi next gen as well. Degrassi. Uh, I always say that similar to Degrassi, I go there. Um, and Come on. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, and then... Uh, huge 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 buffy buffy fan as well mm-hmm. but i feel like i have you know that series kind of memorized to the point where it's like there wouldn't be a discovery factor here i really felt mm-hmm. like i was rediscovering grace going back to this season uh i did too really to be fair i i don't think i had seen i like started it like season six. Oh. oh wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> and then, did you go back and did you go back and watch it, or did you just start and keep going? I had seen, like, some episodes from season one. I didn't go back. But I maybe I could. I could. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. So this is an episode you haven't seen before, and yet <laughs> yeah. you're totally obsessed with the show? Yeah. Wow. It's what, because, like. That's, see, that's cool. That's how you know it's, like, it's got same power, and it's lasted so long. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, Meredith, like, ages with the show, too. Ages and, and doesn't hide it. Like, that's something that's cool. That's, no. like, that about, I think, just Shonda. Shonda mm-hmm. Rhimes. I just love her so much. Is Meredith Dr. Gray? Yeah. Okay. I had trouble distinguishing Dr. Gray and Dr. Yeah. Shepard. The titular Gray. Yeah. The, yeah, the titular Gray. And which one's Shepard? Uh, there's two Derek Shepherds. Derek Shepard is the, okay, the so one who... Derek. <laughs> McDreamy. 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 Okay. And Addison Montgomery Shepherd. Okay. So I thought she was Dr. Shepherd and I was like, lost. No. Um, uh, okay. So Addison, <laughs> Derek, and Meredith. Okay. I'll write these down because yeah. I'll have to refer to them. <laughs> oh, no. 
Was uh, well, you can call De- you can call uh, Derek uh, McDreamy. Got There's it. McDreamy, yeah. and we get McSteamy. McSteamy. In this, in this episode. I know, and right? This is the the dawn of the McSteamy era. I well, I was telling my coworkers that we were watching this, and she's like, uh, she like Googled it, and she's like, oh my god, a big character comes in during that episode. And I was <laughs> hang like, hang on, okay, hang on. What? He wasn't on the show before this. I don't know if he comes in in this episode, but I know he's definitely introduced this season. Wow, what the bro? <sighs> he's so like pivotal for them. So this is a huge change in the show then, introducing this guy. Uh, well, if he's pivotal for like in in the past, right? Of McDreamy and Addison, like he was yeah. he was McDreamy's best friend, which you found out. Okay, and then Addison. Yeah, and then he he and Addison slept together. Wow. Yeah. Addison. Uh, and then um, then he like leaves Addison, or I don't know what happens. He ends up sleeping with Meredith. He's never with yeah. He's never with Addison. I don't think. Like after that, and then uh, let's see. This is also the end of the Chris O'Donnell era. The Nick <laughs> Vet. He had a wait a second. He had a big like storyline on the show. Yeah, he was like dating Meredith throughout season two. Oh my god! She um, broke up with him so quickly in such a short fashion. Well, it's like he only existed to sort of heighten the tension between her and McDreamy. Uh, like it's about it, time. you know, he only existed to to show to show greener pastures elsewhere. <laughs> um, he does a great job at it, though. He's just like so charming and effortless. I, I, I feel like Chris O'Donnell, spe- especially in that like era. Like, man, I love Vertical Limit. Vertical Limit's my shit. Um, <laughs> he's just like super dreamy. Um, and uh, and I think the dreamiest part about Chris O'Donnell in <laughs> is how well he takes being broken up with. I'm like, that's unrealistic. Like, that's a generous man right there. Yeah. Wow. He's just like, so. look, I understand. That's chill. I was I was watching. Everybody was so nice to each other this episode. I feel like they're just not as nice to each other later in the season. They're not. There wasn't any yelling. There wasn't like. Is there I, usually yelling? So so sometimes they get really mad. Wow, like, I thought oh. they were all like comp- yeah. they were all very professional for all sleeping with each other and not being able to get away from their past for two seconds. All very professional. Yeah. yeah. Even like when uh, what's her face was like. Oh, you're always choosing between these two women and not Callie. Me. Callie, yeah. And uh, what's her face? What's oh her face? <laughs> this is early, early Callie. I know. Wild. Callie, Callie goes through. She, I mean, Callie's not on the show anymore. Oh, Doctor um, Torres. No. Yes, thank you. Got it. Got Callie it. Opie. Torres, yeah. Uh, yeah, none of these people are on the show anymore. There's like what? Like two people. <laughs> Wait, one. what? Yeah, Richard, Richard oh. Weber, uh, Doctor Bailey, and Meredith Grayer. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they're like the only one. It was it was her and um and uh, Justin um, Chambers, uh, Karev. Yeah, who played Alex. Yeah, um, but then he left last last season. Did you watch um, that episode? Yeah, I was not. I was not super thrilled with it. Well, I mean, I think the big issue with Grey's Anatomy, and I I know that this person has been flung through the mud enough, is that is that uh, Shonda left, and Chris Krista, um, ooh, I forget her name, is the new showrunner, and uh. a lot of people, myself included, have felt that she's made some questionable choices over the last few years that she's been 
in charge of the show. And so um, that's I'll, agree I'll, with I'll that. look up her name because as long as I'm talking shit, then I'll. Yeah, yeah. let's honor her. Honor her. <laughs> I yeah. I agree. Yeah, the, I think the way he left too was like there's the the goodbye episode for him. It's just him doing a voiceover. Who? Yeah, because <laughs> well, I think I think that there was something going on like behind the scenes or whatever. I I oh. I've heard for as much as I love the show, I've heard that like it's tense always behind the scenes. It always has been. Yeah, Damn. the only person who's been very honest, I think about it was um what's her name Meredith, the actress who plays Meredith. Uh, Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, yeah. She can't. She went on like Ellen or some show, and she's talking about like why Derek Shepard leaves the show, and and she's like is full yeah. on like he was getting paid more than me, and my it's my show. <laughs> wow, it's like my yeah. name is on the show. Yeah, I'm the I'm the titular <laughs> yeah. gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, now she's the highest face. She's the highest face. Uh, highest pay. I can do this <laughs> now. She's the highest paid woman actor per episode and so it's like that's fabulous wow good for her and uh you know uh uh, patrick dempsey came back for part of last season so it seems like things have smoothed over between i mean that's that's the insanity of it uh is that like (laughs) has been going on for so long that people who have left the show in notoriously like like scandalous and like not good terms ways such as um tj knight or yeah the oh guy yeah george, george left famously for uh for comments by the the actor who plays uh burke um wait a second season. he left because of i thought he left because yeah. he was a gay man and that like somebody told me he left because he was gay and they had a problem with it he, he did yeah like uh he he left because um let me look at this I wish I knew these actors. There's so much like drama within and yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's about wow. It's an ensemble, man. (laughs) (laughs) Isaiah Washington uh, call yeah said something pretty awful to TJ Knight, and then I think that he was fired, and that TJ Knight left because of but he comes back at some point too. Yeah, he came back. Like, so it's like, that's what I was saying. Like, the show's been going on so long that water has fallen under the bridge where people can come back to the show that, like, hurt them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, McSteamy uh, comes back. Mc, uh, McDreamy. Uh, George also comes back to be. Because also yeah. in this world of Grey's Anatomy, ghosts are real. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, Definitely. Yeah. What? <laughs> they frequent the show. Like, like Rihanna was telling us in one episode that we recorded that Denny comes back. And totally stoops is back. Um. Oh gosh. Okay. Because if you started in season six, you are missing some primo season five. Apparently, like, yeah. I, I I think that some of these earlier seasons, like I think that a lot of the the sort of day to day episodes can be a little bit forgettable. Um. But there are some just like hard hitting. Like the. So I mean, I it's interesting that this is season three and like uh i think that season two is where gray's really found its footing and it really uh started to explore the the like relationships between the interns that kind of bran- branches out from their little bubble in a cool way and then the season 
two finale is when Grey's Anatomy first became like what it devastatingly is, which is devastating. It's just like, you know, now, of course, they're very known for like, we're going to fucking kill everybody. There's a plane <laughs> crash. There's a storm and everybody dies. There's yeah. a car crash. Like, uh, yeah. that's, you know, the season two finale was really when it like became that. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, I think that they had licensed some song by the Fray. Like they were playing the playing the big <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right for music right <laughs> to this point. Dang. Like, um, yeah, I, wild wild times. I was surprised. Uh, I mean, I I came into this episode thinking that the background songs would be a lot heavier. Would be like playing less in the background you know the like songs where like there's emotional stuff going on i thought it would be way more in the foreground than it was but it was so background normally it is yeah Yeah, normally it is i couldn't even really pick out a song that i recognize except for maybe that last one and normally they are like super like that's the element of the show that's like huge yeah um i actually remember i can't remember what season this is in i think when Christina and Owen first start going. Oh, I forgot. Owen Hunt. Oh my god. Um, (laughs) So when this must be season five, I think. (laughs) Like, there's this elevator. Yeah, I'll do anything to avoid talking the episode I'm supposed to be talking about. Uh huh. uh -huh. We all will. (laughs) (laughs) There's this elevator shaft that goes up to this like air vent in the hospital, and that's where like Owen goes to like de-stress or whatever and there's like <laughs> to have his his ptsd moments in an elevator shaft exactly. yeah. literally exactly no it's like up on the roof at this point right. so i remember like there's this there's this scene where like christina and owen are like first like in love etc and street lights by kanye <laughs> start playing, and like as they're walking up and then like the air comes out of the vent and they're like making out i'm like this is the sexiest scene i've ever seen yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the music's blasting at that point so yeah musically and drama it's it's huge journey is this show i i can't believe i was like 2006 i would have been a freshman in high school and yeah, like you said, it still it still feels like super, um, super, like relevant or present. Yeah, yeah, Dang. yeah. Well, yeah. in this episode, I mean that there's a good reason because like nobody dies. Nothing crazy happens in this. Well, uh, nothing cr- except for the cigarette dude. The cigarette that was, dude. Well, that, that was, was insane. <laughs> that was insane. That's so campy, classic yeah. Grace. No. Yeah. So you got you got, no! like, you got like an A B. You got like an A, B, C, and D like storyline going here with like Meredith has appendicitis. Yeah, that's the um, is that the Burke A story? Trying, I don't know what's the A story say, here. Yeah. yeah? Meredith appendicitis. Okay, because she's the character. She's the person. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about who, yeah. who's she gonna pick. And who's she gonna pick? And everyone's trying yeah. to figure out who they are. So Meredith has appendicitis. Sure. Um I uh the B like another story is um uh, what's his name? It God. George. Uh, George. Is it George or uh, no? I was thinking about uh, the McSteen no Burke? Tra- Burke struggling with his hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. 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 And Burke being a little bitch boy. But at the same time, <laughs> everyone in, like around him is like, "You're fine. You're fine. You're fine." And he's like, "Why are you telling me what I am?" And no one's like, Why "No one asks yes, him how he is." I feel like he could just say like, "Hey, I'm not fine." Actually, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Shaky hands over here, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't talk about any like none of the men 
Or like, oh, these are what I'm feeling. This is what I'm feeling right now. I thought McDreamy was okay. McDreamy does talk about it. McDreamy, the the secret behind McDreamy's dreaminess is how sensitive and like <laughs> yeah. open he is. Yeah. His <laughs> um, and just like the way he looks at Meredith or like anybody, I was just like, because now that he's been off the show for a while, you kind of forget about the McDreamy element. But then you go back to early seasons like this, and you're like holy shit like there, like there is a magnetism that is supernatural about that dude he takes people in he really takes and like even when he's not looking directly into the camera he draws you in he draws you in patrick dempsey yeah yeah yeah. oh my god so many good cheekbones in this show (laughs) Uh, we're watching the scene where um burke is is working on the cadaver and at some point adam stops me to say God, the cheekbones on that guy. Uh, yeah, he's like, yeah. he's got that him. single light on him, and it just <laughs> defines his jawbone, his cheekbones. He looks incredible. And normally, I'm the one drooling. Yeah, yeah. he should get all of his. He should get all of his headshots taken in a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, great single light um, morgue. I uh, forgot how um, good he actually looked because when I saw him later coming back, I. I forget yeah. that too, because he he is super he's super sexy, and it's also it's just like not only of what I've heard about him, like you know behind the scenes, but him on the on the show. I just think of him as like like a I don't know, just a a mean bitch. Uh, <laughs> like I can't. But Christina stand him. ends up with him, right? Like she leaves. Oh, no, no, she like she she gets left at the altar by him. What? End of end of the season, yeah. What? But doesn't she go to Germany to be with him again? What? I don't think so. I feel like I could be wrong. Crazy? But I don't know. I thought she. No, did. you're probably right. I just like <laughs> you blocked it out because it was so yeah. traumatic that that would happen. I guess because well, it's like Christina's like my favorite character on the show. I know she's a lot of people's favorite characters, and like I, I'm just like. Why are you just always with these serious boys? Like you're a, like you're a funny gal. Like get with like a lighthearted dude. She's Jesus. so savage and sassy. So it's like she can't yeah. even put up with her friend being like Meredith has appendicitis yeah. and has to have a surgery and she's like this is why I can't be around people when they're high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's brutal, man. She's brutal. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got okay, you've got Addison and Karev working on this this uh, this woman in labor who doesn't want to have a a C section. Yeah, I thought this was the only part of the show that really showed its age. I think mm. because it was like you, um, when this couple is first introduced, they're like very much about like natural childbirth and stuff like that, and they're almost presented in a way that we're supposed to be kind of laughing at how ridiculous like, yeah. their ideas are and stuff like that. <laughs> but I think now, thankfully, in the last like. You know, however many years, it's. I think society has come around more on like how those people aren't necessarily weirdos. It's just like, you know. Yeah. It's, I hadn't um, even pieced that together. Yeah, it, I mean, I get coming at it uh, in this era. I watched it. And I was like, yeah, these people. Like, she does have a right to say whether, like, like unless it's really life threatening, these doctors are like, yeah, we'll do a C section now, and they they seem really blasé about it, and that seems a very invasive surgery. And I know it's like normal for childbirth, but at the same time, yeah. it's still like they can choose, right? And then and then they were like, yeah, and 
they were like, oh, you usually don't just like leave when they say get out. And I was like, what? She doesn't? What? Like she doesn't – usually she doesn't follow what her patients say? That was insane. It's also – it's just like, you know, after a while when the patient is really just clearly like in the wrong, like, come on, lady. Like you've used up all of your options here. Like it's totally understandable for the doctors to be as annoyed with her as they are. But I think like going into it, this is probably like mostly coming from Karev, but his annoyance with like her views up front was weird to me because I feel like Karev, while he is like abrasive and off-putting, he's also supposed to be like, he says what everybody's thinking. (laughs) I think he he fills that role kind of. And so it felt weird that the show was kind of presenting this couple as like weird to start with but um you know what they had a beautiful six-month-old baby they did the they end, did so. Great six job. months it was a full baby no, that I wasn't mean, a birth it was baby like a, <laughs> that wasn't a i feel like i feel like tb has also progressed where they just get newer babies yeah. for birth scenes these <laughs> no no i'm pretty sure it's been the same baby working these past uh couple decades yeah. same that, baby that doing baby's it all. making Oh, yeah. That baby, they're like, we need a baby. And they're like, wait, how old is that baby now? Let's see. Cool. 2006. Oh, wow. And it's 2021. Uh, That's 15. That's a 15 year old child, right? Oof. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Imagine being like in high school and being like, yeah, uh, I was a baby on Grey's Anatomy once. Once, twice, maybe. Do you think know. he sees that money? Probably, t- probably twice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah. Us watching the episode the right now. Sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Still oh, getting to um, who else? What? Uh, what other plots were there? I, it was so hard for me as a person to hold on to what what was happening because yeah, yeah. so many of the people were identical. I could not tell the difference <laughs> between <laughs> Meredith and Addison. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, I, and also, I guess Karev, and that's not McSteamy, right? No, no. Alex no. I had trouble distinguishing those two people as well, Karev which is has wild. Like, too. A, like a tighter haircut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Karev wants to McSteamy be. McSteamy has the beard, and he's older. McSteamy's Silver a of uh, uh, yeah. he's a plastic he's a plastic surgeon. surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. He fixes that guy's face. And Karev The wants, salesman's face. The salesman's face. He's a salesman. <laughs> he's a salesman. <laughs> that he, woman said he's a salesman like seven times. Isn't that episode. Okay, we discussed. Is it illegal to light a match in a in a hospital? Is that illegal? I don't know. I'm not sure. It felt wrong as fuck. Kind of like gross negligence. Like very they, gross. They gotta, How did he even get matches? They probably just find him or something. How did I? Did he have matches? It was. Oh, lighter, was it a lighter? Think, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I bet like Loki they could sue too. Yeah. I bet like. Yeah. Yeah. He could have blown up the wing of the hospital because there's a big old tank of oxygen right there. Well. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, that'd be so on brand for Grey's Anatomy too. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird to me that that like a man blowing up his face is just like, like barely the drama of the episode, and like it's played for laughs. Kind of the fact that like, oh, he's will he get his face back? He's a salesman, and that's like this man. Like that's a terrible thing to have your face burnt off, and then also. That's all you can say about him. He's a salesman. He's just a salesman. That's the it's it wasn't the best writing for 
like the pre- the pregnancy, not great writing, right? Mm. And this this yeah. also not great writing. The mm. patients in this episode get thrown to the side because you have like Meredith becoming a patient. Yeah. And they they want to yeah. focus on those relationships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I have a question. Have you guys ever had a guest like watch accidentally the wrong episode of a show? No. No, we we had something weird happen. There was a weird thing where uh I think I think it was in the era that we were watching the episodes with the guests though. Uh, so we would like uh. watch it beforehand and then watch the episode with the guests. There was a weird thing where um was it oh, it was, was sort it of West like Wing? West Wing. Yeah, where like there was an episode that was slotted to be season 3 episode 4, um but then there was an actual episode that aired as season 3 episode 4. And this was because 9-11 happened. Oh, yeah. It was a special okay. episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so on damn. Netflix, the, the episode four is actually episode five. Yeah. Or the, like the real episode four oh. is episode five. Yeah. So we kind of had to do some finagling. Okay, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Buffy had something similar happen when, when Columbine right. happened, where they had to re-slot a, a sh- an episode to like the end of the, the, end of the season. I do remember damn. that. Um, yeah. That one was uh what's his name? Uh uh Danny Strong. Danny Strong, yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. I, I just watched Cabin in the Woods and saw um uh uh God, the other kid. It's like Danny Strong's character and then there's the other like dweeb character. Oh yeah. Um oh god, what is that guy's oh, name? Oh man. It's not Wilson. I wanna call him Wilson, <laughs> but it's not. No. Uh, um, it was fun seeing him as an intern in that movie, though. He was. It was great. Yeah. Was and, great. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is a great film. Very good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I got a got a poster up over there. Ah. Um, <laughs> oh wait, wasn't his name like Andrew? Andrew. Something? It was Andrew. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Andrew. I don't remember that episode. Uh, that oh, he was a he was like a recurring character in the later seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he one of the ones that shoots? Um, yeah, he's friends with the guy. No, yeah, that's the other dude. The other guy. Shoots. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Is then that Andrew? <laughs> I don't Buffy know. The trio. Yeah. <laughs> They're a great yeah, cast. Uh, of yeah, that was Warren. Warren. No, that was Warren, Warren. that uh, shot uh-huh. shot Terry. Warren is the okay. is the character representation of of uh, Joss Whedon. <laughs> oh, oh damn gotta be right yeah like everybody that's the shot that every lesbian around the world heard so yeah wait what did you say about grace anatomy while also gone uh i said nothing i said like and subscribe um <laughs> when you were gone he was like i don't I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Uh, she's having, she's having a relationship with two men at the same time, and they are they all understand oh, this. Oh yeah. yeah, and like it's it's like no, yeah, everybody is so chill. Everyone's so about chill. Everything. Yeah. Would that not be? But she communicated. This is very modern. This yeah. Is very very modern. Of the show. It is especially for two thousand six. Very modern. I see. I think that she's like, I I think that Meredith did nothing wrong. I'm saying that it's extremely modern and chill for both of those dudes not to be like complete like yeah. About that's it. right yeah. yeah um 
also like her conversation with Addison was really <laughs> was really cool too because I'm also trying to think of like when does it happen that you're like you come face to face with the ex wife who yeah and then yeah. she she was like the other ro- woman because she knew that Derek was married when they slept together and so it's like and that conversation was surprisingly chill as well she did and so yeah what? yeah that was season two finale as well where may where where meredith and and Derek get it on hang on and i thought they got it on in the like first episode i thought there was like a thing they do but like uh. not like her like uh Derek's wife comes back and like he's like married married oh yeah so like yeah he was always cheating on her a little bit um in a weirdly <laughs> just affable, a little bit. Way. Yeah. Just a little bit. He's just he's so little, dreamy. You bit. can't fault him for but that. Wasn't... He is so dreamy that I, as an audience member, cannot fault him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that he found out... Okay, hold on. Didn't he find out she was cheating on him? Or had cheated on him? Yes. And then that's when he yeah, changed. and that's why... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now so that's why we can't and... fault him. <laughs> Because he was being yeah. cheated on while he was doing fault. the cheating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this He's, is everyone's yeah, they're fault. They're just bad communicators. Oh, no. Except Ultimately, for Meredith. it's all sexy and nobody's yeah. fault. <laughs> that's, what, Except that's what this whole thing is. She's dating the vet this whole time. And then it in this episode, it's revealed when they're all curious, like, is she pregnant? Is she pregnant? She's like, it's, there's no way it's Dr. McVet. And Sandra O oh, is Christina is like you need to leave him. <laughs> He's not yeah. like you haven't had sex with him. That's it. How long have they been together? A whole season. A whole season and what? <laughs> Th- these relationships are insane. The whole season. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes, you're right. I'm not sure, and it's always like different strokes for different folks, etc. But like, I'm not. I'm not sure. Like. Their relationship seemed very like, like colonial. Like it's like they had like dates where he would get her flowers and stuff like that. It was like, yeah, McVet never had the the heat. Um, Damn. Yeah. Also, wow. she's with I mean, him talking about her ex. Like that's revealed in this episode yeah. too. Except they're talking about their exes because their exes work in the same place they work. And it's impossible not to talk about them because they're just no, no, there. No. No, Wait, she, she, Addison is his ex. <laughs> no, no, no. no? Mer- Meredith tells da- uh, is Derek, his name Dan, Dan, the vet, the vet, yeah, the vet. No, Meredith is, is the vet reveals that Meredith has been telling him about McDreamy. Oh, that's right. And then McDreamy's like, she hasn't said anything about you. <laughs> and that to me, I was like, oh, Finn, Finn. Finn. Dr. Yeah. Finn Dangerous. And they haven't had sex. I was like, oh, she's like not that into you. <laughs> okay. Huh. Yeah, he's like he's always got big he's got big like big existing husband vibes. Like in in <laughs> conflicted dramas, it to have big existing husband vibes does not bode well for your romantic uh endeavors. Yeah. It was um, very funny that they both came into that room and they're like, I'm gonna be there for you. And like, well, yes. I'm gonna be there for you. And it's like it's like <laughs> And then George is there too. Oh my god. Yeah, like, <laughs> all my boyfriends are here, she says. Um, I also feel like actually because you guys did 
did Lost, and I must have you guys seen Lost like in its entire yeah. career? Yeah, I haven't seen I, the first season. I've only seen that one episode. Yeah, so we split. Okay, you haven't seen the first season? Nope. That's wild. Yeah. Oh my gosh, both of you like just like starting in the okay. Wait, you haven't um, seen the? <laughs> I haven't seen the first season of Lost. That's I jumped wi- in that later. That is wild. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I I was just thinking about the the contrasted tone between like the Grey's Anatomy appendectomy episode versus like the lost appendectomy episode and like um i think it was like actually kind of rare and nice to see like oh you need your appendix out but it's not a huge deal because like you're in a hospital and there aren't any complications with it and i think that like in later seasons whenever anything like that happens there's always some big like fucking like drama with it yeah for sure or like they're trying to figure out what it is and it's just that you it's know just, yeah the, the whole house md thing. kind of thing yeah yeah uh, it's never lupus uh <laughs> the the surgery yeah the only drama about the surgery was like oh is what's his name going to be doing the surgery is george going to be doing it because he fucked <laughs> yeah. up in a, an appendix removal nearly killed a guy nearly yeah. killed a guy yeah but George, um, at the end of one of the seasons, is revealed to be, like, the best intern. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, that's because he repeats, he repeats a year, so he's got all uh, that experience. Uh, oh, and that's how he um, met Callie. Uh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the conversation between Denny's dad and Izzy. Oh, how did oh, we haven't touched like, that yet? <laughs> Jesus. I was shocked. I was shocked that this was included in this episode. I thought that was like one of the most pointless subplots I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I'm sorry to hate on it. <laughs> I'm just like, this is like um No, don't be. I really wish that you'd seen I really wish that you'd seen like the second season finale because um I rewatched it for the first time in, in like well over ten years, uh, a couple of months ago. And it is the most mind boggling episode of like you're watching a character make the worst decisions ever made by anybody in the world and like you're supposed to be like kind of on board with it and it's just like i just feel like i like i don't know i just feel like modern tv would not have any character that we are supposed to like be doing something so stupid i'm just like izzy this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen anybody she's basically like she's <laughs> like tl tldr she falls in love with this guy who needs a heart transplant right but he's not high he's not high enough on the list for him to get a transplant like you know immediately and so she makes him sicker to get a heart Shut up. but then like do the no heart harm is like delay yeah the the heart is like there's all this drama with the heart getting to him and stuff like that and so She's trying to keep him alive after accidentally, like, making him, like, way sicker and his, like, heart isn't beating. And then, you know, finally gets him the heart transplant after completely just, like, ruining her career. Like, there's no reason she should ever be a doctor again. Um, And even to the point where she pretends that he's, like, flatlined by cutting his, like, LVAD wires or something. What? Oh, my God. Then he gets the heart. And he's chill, and then he like dies of an aneurysm or some random like, thing. <laughs> oh and no! This is, oh <laughs> this no! This is the second season finale, while like all this other like romance and drama is going she on. She ruins her and, career um, for him. 
but then she like gets it back and it's chill like i'm yeah watching that episode was specifically like the worst car crash in slow motion i was just like i cannot believe i feel like See, and you talk, yeah. you can talk all the shit you want about, like, the new showrunner, but it will never be as bad as Izzy Stevens. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, like, I love stuff like that, even though it's just, it's fucking breaks my brain to watch. But I will say that, <laughs> yes, this subplot in this episode was just like, I don't need that. We've already spent so much time on Izzy. It's just like... Well, they uh. do that. They do that in, in like, if the, if a character Season dies. Season five, Yeah. Did they do that in season five? Well, I just mean like anytime somebody dies, there's always like a postmortem that we have to have an episode or a storyline postmortem that we have to talk about it. And I'm like, we actually don't. Can we just see this person oh mourning? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Are you are you thinking about? Okay, I I'm thinking about a few episodes in particular after the plane crash where I was just like, I'm oh. ready to be like in a different place. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like. They had an entire episode that was kind of felt like an extra episode where it was just like, this is what happened afterward. I'm like, I we can skip it. Like, we don't need, like. <laughs> yeah, we could just see what's going on in these people's lives. We don't, like, I don't need to know what they're thinking. I don't. Or, you know what it was? It's like that, that episode started way after the plane crash. And then the next episode went back and told you what you wanted to see the first yeah. episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. They do that, too. And I feel like the, the thing with the Izzy storyline is it's all building up to that end. It's all building up to the voicemail and the fat fucking check. Eight, $8 million? Seven million. Oh dollars. my God. Yeah. Holy shit. That's how she gets her job back. She bribes yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Probably. Although that dude definitely would have been able to bribe his way into a new horror if he, I mean. Yeah. Eight right? million? Yeah. Can't find a black market donor dude? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I Man, people in the show who need hearts are always like stacked, like wealthy. Like remember um remember like uh Teddy's husband who like uh oh, he needs a new heart and like shit. he's like I don't have insurance, I just have cash and so she marries him to put him on her insurance oh my god i forgot wait what what okay that episode sorry i know we're supposed to be talking about (laughs) one episode but they all but it's all the same writing yeah it's all insane yeah (laughs) and it gets me every fucking time i always fall for it that episode where like Christina is operating on Teddy's husband and doesn't know that it's Teddy's husband because his face is covered. And, like, she just thinks it's a regular operation. Meanwhile, Teddy's, like, doing another operation in the other room. Teddy's husband dies on the table and Christina is like, you know, damn, that sucks. But, like, you know, that's a stranger. Like, she's, like, not super upset about it because she doesn't know the circumstances. Meanwhile... Owen is having to tell Teddy that the surgery went fine even though her husband is dead. Like that fucking like situation colliding like that episode fucking crushed me. And then like Christina finds out that it was Teddy's husband and she tries to go back in the OR and say, "Oh my god. Oh, man. Man, this show. What a ride." <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy is like she tries to go back and save him. Like, okay, so the second you find out it's someone important, 
Like you're so you're weighing. You're weighing who's more important. I mean, there was no there was no like he was dead dead. Oh my like, god. At I that think point I it was just that. like it was just desperation and grief she was running on. And that's just yeah, no, another no. example of of Owen Hunt deciding he knows what's best for all of the women in his life. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Owen is the worst. He didn't yeah. used to be, but he is. Such he is a the savior worst. complex. Yeah. And then, and I think, she, like, Shepard kind of had it too, McDreamy, because he's yeah. decides that he's not good enough for Meredith. Yeah. Oh, my God, and walks away. <sighs> yeah. God, dude. I mean, I it is, it is like, oh, how are you making this decision for her? And then it's like, oh, wait, yeah, he is in this relationship. He can choose to leave the relationship. Like, like I know she's supposed to choose between two guys, but the guys could definitely walk away at any point in time. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I, at first I was like, fuck you. And I was like, no, that's totally fair. You can definitely go, dude. That's like, yeah. this is a weird situation. Appropriate I thought it was fair yeah. because he looks so sexy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought <laughs> And it's, it's, but I didn't like that he he framed it that it was like the best move for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he yeah. he loves her Maybe so he much, he has to let her go. He ha- of course, he yeah. felt that way. Yeah, because he's but he's pro- totally projecting his situation where he would have loved for yeah. Addison to have just left him. Like that's totally oh, all it is. Oh, he would have preferred everybody. Like, if everybody had therapy on this show, there wouldn't be a show. But yeah, <laughs> you would feel a little bit. Uh, you'd sleep a little bit better at night about these fictional characters, knowing that they weren't wrecking their their lives. I have a question for you two. Um, how does this episode rate in like the episodes of Grey's Anatomy? How does this land in Grey's Anatomy? A in like like where does it land uh, story wise and its importance? And B, how does it land like how good of an episode is it? Nobody even has sex in an alcohol room, so <laughs> not that yeah. good. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think it's a pretty decent episode. I think it's got a lot going on. I mean, I think, honestly, it's a very, like, down-the-middle season three episode. I feel like the show, what's really incredible, love it or hate it about Grey's Anatomy over 18 years, is that the show has had to reinvent itself several times and has been able to somehow keep itself going in a mostly, like, you know, good quality way. And so I think this is like, I think in season five, you see it start to change into a much more serialized show where it's like you you have less like sort of patience of the week as you would, as you would call it. Mm. Um, And so I think that like, if you look at this, like as a pre season five episode, like strongly down the middle, like you got some goofs, you've got some, some heart, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot more humor in it than I expected because this show is just earlier yeah. episodes are like funny, yeah. <laughs> and they they kind of try to do it a little in in later seasons, I think, but not as effectively. Like that that no. whole the orchestration of leading up to him lighting his face on fire, yeah. Was, I yeah. mean, nothing short of brilliant. Like, uh, Doctor McSteamy walks in. Uh, two people yeah. are like, "Oh my god, it's him!" One person starts <laughs> puking, and then uh, George turns around, and is like, "Hey, don't yeah. do that!" <laughs> and then, boom! Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, that that was <laughs> that that was just what this yeah, episode all is. All in the cold open, too. Yeah. Um. Oh, also. <laughs> 
there's that part where like where who is it i think it's meredith and christina are able to eavesdrop on two conversations simultaneously and i was just like i would kill for this superpower because they watch like they watch richard and mcsteamy watch a walk up the stairs to talk about coming back to the hospital or whatever and then they're also listening to like addison and somebody else talk about like another affair and so it's like we're watching two people watch two separate conversations and being able to understand them in the middle of a hospital, which like <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, you know, realistically. But I, I just love that, like sort of just just as a concept. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> Very open yeah. plan story. And Callie Callie and McSteamy at the end where, you know, she's like, I'm gonna leave, like I want the next ring in my hotel room. Holy shit, yeah, that yeah. was fabulous. Yeah. And that's the beginning of like a long and beautiful I wanted to tell him so badly that Callie and McSteamy have a baby. Wow. <laughs> but Callie is with but... Dr. Arizona Robbins. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's a it's not a donation thing. Callie and McSteamy just Fuck on and off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Arizona Robbins, that's a real name in this show. Do you know why? Yeah. Oh god. Do you know why? Yeah, the the battleship, right? Uh USS Arizona? No. So yeah. the I didn't hear I heard that there was they have doctors that write for the show. That oh, okay. that write the medical terminology that they need, and one of the doctors that writes some of that is a doctor from the University of Arizona. Oh, that's what I heard. Oh. No, yeah, you're probably right. I I was thinking about like the in show explanation. Is oh, that she, like she says that she's named after the battleship. Um, I forget why. I forget why it comes up, but um, I actually it's... think that she's talking to like Callie's dad or something, like asking for permission to marry her or something. Oh, I don't know. Ooh, Lisa, I want to ask because you're such a big fan of the show and you're you're still watching it, right? Like, yeah. Addison Montgomery comes like, back in the newest episode. Holy shit. I haven't seen okay. it yet, but maybe yeah. I'll hop back on. <laughs> I'll hop back on, maybe. I watched most of last season. Last season, I just found a little, oh, God. Yeah, some of it was just <laughs> tedious to me. Nothing will top um, Richard Weber's hip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of that stuff is just like so, so unhinged. It's just, just a like, total. Totally soap opera. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll tell um, you later. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> So, yeah, I was going to ask Lisa, what's what's your, like, in terms of the new generation or whatever, who are, who are your favorite characters or arcs? Oh, shit. That's tough. Because now it's the new, new people. But I really like oh, yeah. the one actress that's not even on it anymore that was sleeping with Avery and, and then, like, gets, like, caught in an explosion or something and leaves because... Of the inappropriateness of residents sleeping with interns. <laughs> um, okay. And then I, I, think. I, I just really like that actress. But I don't know. I really love Helm. I love the like that. There's an intern called Helm in the newer seasons, who's totally like has a huge crush on Meredith Grey, which is I thought was like a funny parallel from like the types of things that happened in season one with like. Christina Yang totally falls for Burke because, like, what he says, like that yes. he's 
He's Preston Burke. He's the man with the hands. He's going to get in there and pump your yeah. heart back to life. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And he's like, I'm nothing without my hands. Uh, Damn. Um, who am I? Oh, I loved DeLuca. Are you talking about Kepner? Oh, yeah. DeLuca, RIP. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you just did uh, the cross. Are you talking about Ke- Kep- Kepner with 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 Avery? Wait, yeah. I will no? tell me your thoughts. So, okay, so Avery's not on the show. He wasn't in this episode. Neither was April Kepner. <laughs> have a beautiful love. Yeah, story. Avery. Great, Avery great. just left, right? Yeah, he just left after last season. Yeah, damn. Um, he was on forever though, because like he like that dude is like beyond movie star hot like yeah. you see a lot of care you know you see a lot of actors on tv who are like all right i'll be on tv for a couple of seasons now i want to do movies you see you know that's what happened to katherine heigl and stuff like that and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but like avery was somebody who was so hot that like he could have easily just been in movies like yeah. so for him to stay on this long like he must have cared about the show a lot yeah i think he believed in it like He's also a big activist. Like he's big. Yeah, he works with like the NAACP, I think, and and a couple of those organizations. Um, Jesse Williams. Yeah. I don't know I, if you've heard of him. Jesse no? Williams. Yeah. I mean, I I was really amazed with how the show was able to incorporate not only the activism of its actors, but sort of just become more of a mirror to to shifts in culture over the last few years specifically i feel like you just did not see that as much in the earlier in the earlier seasons yeah and i think that's where the strength is like a lot of people think the show should be over but like they're they're keeping more of the core characters like you still have amelia shepherd amelia shepherd is Derek shepherd's sister um she's also amelia i know everybody everybody always hates on her I'm like she's wild I love her Um, Amelia was an addict and had a brain tumor wow but she's awesome man Um, uh, yeah I love Amelia too she's introduced on private practice whole I love private practice (laughs) is that one still going no no okay no Um, that one knew when to get in when to get out like private practice was like a you know sort of moment in time <laughs> now there's station 19 which i also watch oh my god i could not get into it and <laughs> i i think that part of it was like i think i would like it in and of itself i think that gray's anatomy constantly trying to tell me to watch it or else i won't get gray's anatomy is just yeah. like infuriating the crossovers to me. like dog come on <laughs> and sometimes they'll they'll advertise crossovers and it's just like yeah that's right this character was in that show yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, I mean, you don't really need to watch Station 19 to get Grey's Anatomy, but sometimes you have to watch... Except for that one specific death where I was like, what? DeLuca? I was like, I could... Yes, yeah. I could not believe that that happened. Where, like, in what other show does a character die in another <laughs> spinoff show and then you don't handle it on the what? show? Yeah. That's and wild. And then how they yeah. do handle it? With Meredith being like, yeah, I know. I forgot that she saw a ghost dead-ass DeLuca. 
Meredith is yeah, in a COVID just... fever dream for all of season 15 or 16. A COVID fever dream? Yeah. 17. What? Yeah, 17. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on this on a beach. And it's like, you know that like Ellen Pompeo is like, yo, I, I'm not going to fucking go to work when it's like risky. I'm going to go to work on in Santa Monica. Yeah. Everybody come to me. Like, the best. She's I like, like, I want to yes. hang out with all my old friends and we're going to be on a beach and that's all I'm doing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But dream job. Dream that's, job. That's an incredible like thing that a show can be like, yeah, we're established enough that we could do a full season as uh like like in a different location in, in a dream uh and well the, it's only her storyline okay okay yeah. okay the rest but, of it I mean, she is like the titular character yeah. and for her to just sit out essentially all of season 17 <laughs> because she was in a coma is pretty like <laughs> mind-blowing actually yeah wow. that's great though she's probably the safest one that well i mean the beauty of it was that they were all like dread, like they were all in full COVID gear. Oh, like all the actors have yeah. like these freaking whole face mask ventilation suit things. Yeah, um, I bet that was one of the safest sets to be on. During, oh yeah, uh, during COVID. Um, yeah, you don't have to take your mask off to act or anything. You like keep it all on. Yeah. And all that. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So do you guys do anything else, like, you know, episode specific or whatever? I feel like I'm just spending. Oh, no, we have, like, theory. Um, We do have a theory um, that someone eventually has to, uh, or in a season. Okay, two theories. Season three, episode four, best episode of the television show. We've proved that this is probably, from what you two have talked about. That's our theory? I've said it before. This is news to me. Uh, (laughs) Two theories were someone... Dies and someone, someone smashes. Yeah, someone, someone has like, to die. Someone has to smash. Um, <laughs> but neither of those things. Yeah, neither happen. of these things happen. They tend not to happen generally. Uh, yeah, how did it you tends pick, not to happen? How did you pick this specific like? Because it could have been like season two episode. Yeah. Yeah, I literally uh, it, it just rolled off the tongue. Well, uh, I just like <laughs> uh, it was a shot in the dark. Let's do season three episode four. It's late enough in the you know series. It's early enough in the show to be good, late enough in the series to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also early enough in the series that series that don't go on too long. So yes. Like have season threes. I think about like shows like I don't know why Lie to Me is the only one I can think of. Right <laughs> now, but you know, it's like season like lasted exactly three seasons or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, they. I mean, we have done a show that ended at season three, and it feels. Which one was it? Uh, oh fuck! Which one was it? I'm blanking. I'm totally yeah, blanking on I it. I am too. Um, Some that should have ended at season three. Did Mighty Boosh end at season three? No, Mighty Boosh has like five, six, seven. Seasons. No, no, no. They had more than three. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird jumping in. He said it to me one day. He was like, "What if we did this?" And I was and I laughed and I said, "Why? Yes, why?" Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That That's was basically it. it. Yeah. It's- I, I mean, I have to say that, like, I, you know, I, I don't know, like, I get asked to be on podcasts, like, kind of regularly, not because of my own merit, but because of, I think, like, you know, the show that I'm on is, like, uh, pretty big now, you know, in this current moment or whatever. And yours was one of the only messages where I think had it not been you and I not just, like, remembered how cool and tight and talented you were. <laughs> 
I would have still probably said yes. Like, this is such a cool concept for a show oh, that right I on. haven't heard before. Right on. Um, <laughs> I definitely yeah, thought I that it, sentence was going to finish. I would have ignored this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no, this I think you know something's a good idea when it's like I never thought about that, but I wish that I had. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this is really tight. Um oh. I actually think my theory is that on shows with more than let's say six seasons or less, season three is like the worst season. Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because season three of this season's, or or of this show is, I mean, season five is with Post-It, right? There's also yes. a plane crash coming up. Like they, we have, we don't even know Lexi yet. Lexi's Meredith's Damn. sister. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of one of three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I frame everything in terms of Buffy, and I was thinking like, well, first season of oh, Buffy, terrible. You. Like it's great, but it's terrible. I mean. It's fine. Like, yeah. The the third season is my favorite season. Right, right. Uh, I, between three and five. I think five is exceptional, too. But it's always, like, three and five of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. And it's, amazing. it's not that season three, episode four of Buffy is the best episode of Buffy at all. Um, That kind of, like... uh. Uh, it, but just like the way the way it's a seven season long show and the way it, like you you think about the seasons, it feels like it a show starts getting good, starts understanding itself by season three. You know, yeah. season one, they're trying to figure out what they're doing. Season two, they're like um, they're they're like they know what they're doing, but they're also like still trying to make the show be what it is. And season three, it, it is what it is like, you know what this show yeah. is by okay. that point in time. Yeah, and you, all the characters yeah, are established. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I think that by some, yeah, I think that like any of the shows that I have a like a problem with their season three, it's typically because like they've had enough time throughout season one and season two, like they came out swinging, that like they're out of ideas or something. Like mm-hmm. I think that yeah. like Homeland and Lost specifically had like not great season threes yeah. compared to the rest of the series. Um, yeah, yeah, and those House I don't know the, about. I can't even I do not remember what was happening in season three of House. That shows a gimmick. That was the one where the the police the police officer was like hanging over everybody's head. Oh Oh my god. But those that's our like gimmick shows, right? Yeah. Like House has the the disease of the week. Yeah. Lost is they're lost. That you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're lost. So, so no matter what, like everything you write for Lost has to still fit. Like they still have to be lost no matter what, but they have to be constantly trying to not be lost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. How do you write around that on a? How do you write that and make that interesting and not just a bunch of people on an island being bored? We already did that with Gilligan's Island. Sexual tension. Sexual tension yeah. and <laughs> smoke monsters and time travel. Yeah. Polar bears. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This Love show. It. This show does. I'm amazed that this show has embraced ghosts. I'm amazed by that. I forget. They've embraced so many things. Yeah. They do like. They do like a uh, like a Marvel's What If <laughs> episode. What? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what, that was like season ten or something. They do um, a musical. They do episode? a musical episode. What? They do. 
one of the most divisive episodes in Grey's Anatomy history, I think, is the music episode. I think there's part of me that loves it, and then part of me that, like, uh, whenever I think about it, I'm like, that's the worst episode of television. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they did it during, like, the height of Glee. Oh. Like Glee had yeah. co- had come out and everyone was cramming for musicals. Oh man, Mamma Mia had probably come out too. A uh, uh, quick podcast idea, just throwing this out to you two: a podcast where you just go to different TV shows, watch the musical episode, <laughs> and dip out, dip <laughs> in, like, dip out. That'd be a cool. That actually would be a cool like mini series podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Because because like you know there is a limited amount of musical episodes. Okay. I mean, I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Buffy musical episode, for instance. Great. The Scrubs musical episode, great. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, Flash musical episode. There's a Flash musical episode? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy is a Broadway performer. He's I know. incredible. He was oh, on Glee. Oh, was he? <laughs> Sebastian's fight. Damn. damn. There's like a nine-minute, like, Mad Men like musical number what um oh yeah you guys had argued about mad men too we did right? yeah that was our yeah, first I, that was the other that was the other one where i was like oh man i want to do mad men <laughs> yeah like oh man um, we pick a lot of shows that i think that i'm like should we just redo an episode with somebody else because like i don't know like a lot of people want to redo episodes we've done mm-hmm. people do I mean, but we can always yes. go back. A live always show. A live yeah. show is what we're thinking for redoing um, episodes. So oh, Beth, tight. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, have you done live shows? We've done like um, like virtual live shows, and then we do like basically our priority is making it worth like the price of admission. So if we're charging like five dollars for a virtual show, we want it to be more than just like. A live stream that you could watch for free um <laughs> and so like we haven't done like one for an actual crowd or whatever which is like man that's all i, I really want to do i was just su- super nervous for like the first like year that we were talking about it and then finally when we got like big enough that we could it's like COVID happened. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah um, yeah i mean did it blow up at all i feel like a lot of people started listening to podcasts yeah, I I feel like we've definitely gotten a lot bigger over the last year or so. Um, we're gonna do we were gonna do a, a live actual show in September, and then that's when uh, in LA things were starting to spike up again. So we decided safer to to wait a while, and so um, we just finished our first season, and so hopefully. Uh, before we've totally run the show into the ground, <laughs> uh, we'll be able to do something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope we make it to season three, episode episode four, but you never know. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, uh, well, I Beth, I could talk to you all day about yeah. everything, and I imagine you two could talk about Grey's Anatomy oh, for a no. full week. Yeah. Uh, but yes. we'll, uh, we got to finish this up. So uh, before we go, we'd like to thank... Uh, creator of this of uh not this show that we are doing oh, but yeah. <laughs> of Grey's Anatomy Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, uh this Shonda episode Rhimes. yeah, shout out. Shout out, yeah. Um this episode was written by Alan Heinberg. And it was directed by Dan Lerner. Uh we named everybody, almost everybody who was in this. So yeah. I'm not going to repeat the cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the cast the cast is stacked with hotties. Go and check the IMDb out. 
and be like, oh, these people are hot. And then go and watch the show and be like, damn. Yeah. And they're pretty dreamy, too. Talented, too. Talented, what? too. <laughs> we could have it all. How, how does that happen? How do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, where can Do you want people to find you, Beth May? Do you want people to just um you know as online as possible you know I don't know if like <laughs> not in person security I've got a I've got a watch cat um you know wary of strangers at all times yeah but if you are online and want to find me you can check me out on Twitter at Hey Beth May that's like the at sign and then Hey like you're saying hi Beth like my first name May like the month and that's also my handle on Instagram. Um, I'm on a podcast called Dungeons and Daddies. It's not a BDSM podcast. It's just a D&D podcast about four dads, four suburban dads from our world who get flung into the forgotten realms on a quest to rescue their lost sons. It's, you can tell I say that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so clean. That was so clean. Um, and then um, I uh, am also pretty pretentious. So I just did a uh, poetry book called The Immortal Soul Salvage Yard. Total mouthful, but um, pretty proud of it. And you can get it uh, wherever you get books. And big if true, and it's true, I just uh, released the audiobook for it as well. And so super psyched about that. You can get it where you get audiobooks. And so, yeah. Please do. Please seek yeah. out uh, Beth's work. Uh, the podcast is hilarious. Um, uh, I mean, support poetry. Come on. Check it out. <laughs> and just like, uh, she's she's very funny. She's very fun. And uh, thank you so much for yeah, being on the show, Beth. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 4. Our theme song was, is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. You can find Lisa on Instagram at L-A-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. You can find Adam on Instagram at DamonHD. And you can find Oz. You didn't hear his scritchy scratches, but you can find him on Instagram uh, at Buddy. That's O-Z-Z-I-E, the buddy. You can find this podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. Bye. Bye. Oh my god. What is the episode?